on planet Earth, but particularly in my state of California because the Gavin Newsom recall, although they haven't said it's official yet and they'll still pull some tricks, we know it's gonna happen. The, the 16th was the last day to get the signatures in. Today is March 17th, 2021. I'm Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report Direct Message and we got over 2 million signatures. I'm very, very excited and poor Gavin, poor Gavin, poor awful Disney bad guy character Gavin Newsom was on The View this morning and you're not gonna believe who he blamed for this recall. Well, you will believe it because he's just pathetic and it's a wonderful day and I'm very excited. Guys, before I get to it, as always, click that subscribe button and that little notification bell so that maybe you see our videos in your news feed. And we're actually only doing three stories today. I didn't Want to bludge you today because I'm in a good mood. Didn't want to do anything ridiculously stupid. Didn't want to do anything over the top. Didn't want to do anything to make you mad. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that old fella. That's the president of the United States, this Joe Biden guy. He wants you to wear masks forever, basically. He can wear masks forever if he wants, but I, I'm not going to. Uh, then there's just some like wacky stuff coming out of California. Uh, as always, there's just generally always a lot of wacky stuff coming out of California. Uh, including that when the theme parks open, uh, they're not gonna want you to scream while you're on the roller coasters. So are we gonna be arresting people, perhaps shooting people as they're spinning upside down? We'll find out. And then finally, uh, Newsom was on The View this morning and yeah, we're all a bunch of racists and you know, like 4chan people and proud boys and just absolutely ridiculous. But this really is a great day. There, there's some momentum in the country. I know it's hard to see sometimes but there is some momentum. If we can get this recall really going with this guy and maybe something goes down with Cuomo and maybe something goes down with Whitmer. And as I talked about with my guest this week, David Sachs, if, if in San Francisco they can recall their DA who doesn't arrest anybody and actively puts criminals back on the street and maybe we can do it here in Los Angeles, like maybe the people have a chance, maybe a populist movement in the best sense of it actually has a chance. So I'm feeling pretty enthused this morning, uh, but before we get to all of it, let's talk about Bambi, guys. You know, when you're running a business, HR issues can kill you. From wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, the list goes on and on, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. Uh, they're usually an average around $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain compliance all for just 99 bucks a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day, all for just 99 bucks a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. And if you're like me, then you know that you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend a lot of time on HR compliance. I assure you that's true. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Ruben right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Ruben, spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot -E com slash Ruben. Okay, let's talk about Joe Biden. Before I get to the, the full story I wanna talk about, 
with Joe and the masks. Uh, there was a video, we almost played it this morning, then we decided not to at the last second, but there's a video that's going around social media, going totally viral, that's very, very bizarre, where Biden is on the White House grounds and he walks over this helicopter noise in the background, he walks over to what appears to be a group of reporters and you see a couple you know, fluffy microphones. You know they put that fluff on microphones when usually when mics are outside because it, it sort of diffuses the wind. And it appears that one of them, and this video was shared by The Hill, I believe this video is still on the Washington Post website. It appears that they actually photoshopped in, actually edited in one of the microphones. And it's got all the conspiracy people going kind of crazy. I saw Scott Adams just now retweeted a guy who, who did like a pretty intense technical breakdown from a couple different angles. Like it definitely seems like some shenanigans were there. If you haven't seen it, take a look. The reason we didn't play it right now is because I wanted to have a little bit more information before we went all in on that. But just the fact that when you see videos and it's you see some like weird edit, and at this point, I think we're all at the point where it's like, we could all believe anything at this point. I think that our sense-making apparatus and the mainstream media has done such an absolute piss poor job of making anything feel believable anymore. And as I always talk about, they want you to not see, see things that you can see with your own eyes, right? Buildings blowing up behind reporters and they're telling you things are peaceful. That you see it, a video like that and it's like, are they, is Biden standing in front of a green screen, blah, 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 Meh, maybe we should have shown it. Anyway, take a look if you haven't seen it. Anyway, Joe Biden wants us to wear masks pretty much forever. Take a look. I urge, I urge all local docs and, and ministers and priests and to talk about why, why it's important. To get, in, to get that vaccine, and even after that, until everyone is, in fact, vaccinated, to wear this mask. Thank you. All right, again, this week was two years, was the one year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of like, just, yeah, no, nothing. We just moved past that. Now it's a year later. Now everyone has to be vaccinated. Uh, according to Joe, he also wants priests and ministers to be talking about it. I'm pretty sure the government can't really pressure a priest or a minister to say anything from their pulpit. I think we might have a little constitutional problem there. He wasn't saying that I'm gonna use the force of law to do it. He, I, think, I believe the word he said was encourage, but you know, that's a, that's a slippery slope right there. Um, and again, this is one of those things where a little personal responsibility goes a long way. If you wanna get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Every expert, by the way, that I've talked to, uh, and we just taped an interview that we're gonna air tomorrow uh, with Rand Paul, who happens to be a doctor, he's an ophthalmologist, uh, but also has talked to a lot of the experts. Everyone basically is saying, if you're over 80, you 100% should get the vaccine. If you're over 70, you probably should get it. Over 60, even you could get it. But that young, healthy people, it probably is not necessary yet. And let's also uh, not forget that right now, the AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca, vaccine is actually being recalled in a handful of countries, about 10 countries last I heard. France, Britain, uh, what else did we have here? Norway, Ireland, and the Netherlands are now backing out of the AstraZeneca vaccine, having something to do with blood clots. You're not hearing much of this on mainstream media. I don't even wanna go too far into it, but the point is we're rushing out a lot of this stuff. We're telling people just take things. Do we know all of the ramifications, all of the side effects? and everything else, why are these countries now not taking them? Why are they actively telling their people we're not gonna give you the AstraZeneca vaccine anymore? Like, something weird's there. But again, the, the broader point, I think, is that 
when, it, when this all started, did anyone in their right mind think, boy, not only will a year go by where we'll shut down all the businesses and we'll destroy everyone's lives and everything else. And, and by the way, we did a, a yesterday because it was the one year anniversary, uh, anniversary of two year, two, geez. It was the one year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. Um, I posted in the Rubin Report community at rubinreport.locals.com. I just posted a sort of, how you doing? Like, how's everyone doing in this past year? And we had several hundred people really sharing, you know, like some of the good things that happened to them this year by staying at home more, they could connect with family more. And then people had the reverse of that where it was like I was locked down and my parents were locked down in a different state and we didn't see each other and all that sort of thing. I haven't even seen my parents in this year. My parents finally got the vaccine. They're back on the East Coast. I am gonna see them in about a week or two, it looks like. Um, but the struggles related to work, related to life, related to depression, uh, people, a lot of people talked about gaining weight. Some people talked about getting better in shape. Like everyone has done this very differently. But if any of us would have really understood that a year later, after all the lockdowns, after all the craziness, that they would still be telling us until everyone gets vaccinated from this thing that basically has a over 99% recovery rate, especially if you're young and healthy. Again, it's the people that are in their 80s with comorbidities, that everyone would have to get a vaccine, that everyone would have to get a vaccine. Doesn't that sound a little bit like a sci-fi movie to you? Like, does something sound kind of wrong about that? That we would have allowed government officials to, as our mayor here, Eric Garcetti said, cancel everything and tell us when and when we can't go out of our houses, which they're doing in Canada right now with nightly curfews and all these kinds of things. And I'm fairly certain it's still illegal. It's hard to even know what, what's a law anymore. These things aren't laws. They're either edicts or guidelines or all these weird things. To, to whether or not you can have parties and people visit. I might have visitors at my house right now that might be eating in the kitchen right this very moment. I don't wanna get in any kind of trouble, but it's possible. I might've had a dinner party last week. I might be having a big party next week. These are all just maybes, you know, these are all just possibilities. The world is an open place and, and anything is possible. But I think, I think you get the point here. Uh, we've got some other video of Joe Biden. This is during a press conference uh, oh no, this is what we played already. That was the one we played already, all right. So I think you guys get the point that it's just, when is this gonna stop and, and do you trust these people? And I think the better way to go about doing it is just trust yourself. Trust yourself and make choices that are right for you and your family. But okay, uh, since I'm in this crazy state of California, I know we're a little heavy on the California stuff and I, and I promise you guys after after the recall, once we take this Newsom guy out, we will move on, I will, I will have, felt that I tied this thing up in a nice little bow and we can move on from California. Uh, but there's just such craziness here. And it, it's sort of the epicenter of the, of the woke leftist lunacy. So the reason I talk about it is not just because it's, it's relevant to me as a Californian, but also because we do export all of this nonsense. Uh, so we've got a piece from the Federalist. I'm gonna read you a quote in just a second. There is a California bill proposing the removal of cops who express religious or conservative beliefs. Surprise, surprise. So here we go. A new bill introduced by the California State Assembly, by California State Assembly member Ash Cholera in San Jose would prohibit police officers from serving if they have used ar arbitrarily defined hate speech or are affiliated with a hate group. The bill known as California Law Enforcement Accountability Reform Act, the CLEAR Act, 
claims to combat the, quote, infiltration of extremists in our law enforcement agencies and would mandate a background check for all officers who have exchanged racist and homophobic messages. Calra claims that AB 655 is necessary to prevent the apparent cooperation, participation, and support of some law enforcement in the January 6th Capitol breach. The bill defines hate speech as advocating or supporting the denial of constitutional rights of the genocide of or violence towards any group of persons based upon race, ethnicity, nationality, religion, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, or disability. Okay, so I think, I think guys, you can see the slippery slope thing. Now, first off, the Supreme Court of the United States, which I still think has a little something to do with how we're governed, at least for now, has said that there is no such thing as hate speech. You are allowed to say mean things. You just are allowed. You cannot call directly for violence or you can't instigate a mob to attack people. And then we have very, very other strict things around speech related to libel and slander with things that are almost never used because they're so legally hard to prove, okay? Uh, but the idea that a state would be sort of expanding that and cops should be looked at based on the messages they've sent to other people. What do you mean? Are you gonna start looking at people's text messages, the groups they affiliate with? And then it's not just, and this is the most dangerous part of it, it's not just, oh, they were. it's because they were in some seriously, truly racist, far-right group. It'll be, oh, were they members of the Republican Party? Because isn't that a racist, scary you know, far right thing that's out there, right? Like, so this is just one of those slippery slope things that do I think that this guy, okay, I don't know, I never heard of this San Jose Assemblyman before this. Do I think that he probably in his own mind at least has the idea here that he wants to get rid of racism in the system? Yeah, like he probably does. Has he thought this all through? Probably not. Is he that bright? Probably not. Has he been infected by wokeism? Yeah. Probably, uh, so this is a massive, if this thing was to be passed, and in California, you never know, the idea, we're gonna check what messages you've sent to people, and we're gonna do this with cops, and then, well, should we do this with people who work at the post office? You can't have postal workers who are racist, right? You can't have any employee who might have sent a message, or what about jokes? Are jokes gonna be allowed, right? I think we've we've all made jokes, Have well, we used to make jokes, like that could be, get some people in trouble. So. We just gotta be careful of these things. It, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday. At this point, if the government never passed another law, to me, that would be better. No more laws, no more edicts, no more guidelines. Like, we've got everything we need. We probably had everything we need about 250 years ago with the Constitution and Bill of Rights. But all of these people that wanna come in that they believe if they could just pass the right laws about what we could talk about, if they could just pass the right laws about how much money we can take from that guy so we can give it to that guy so that I feel like I'm generous. If we could just get enough of these people around that, that, that they could all fix things. And you know what? They never fix things. The, the, to loosely quote the great Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, the worst words that you can ever hear in the English dictionary are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Nothing good is gonna come of that. Uh, but if you think that's not bananas enough, uh, CBS has reported that theme parks in Los Angeles, no, not just Los Angeles, that all of California, they are going to try to ban screaming on California theme park rides. Yes, that's right. That means if you're on a roller coaster, they're going to try to stop you from screaming because that might spread COVID. 
Good Lord, help me. Uh, before I even read the quote here, Disneyland is finally reopening on April 30th at 15% capacity. So Disneyland, which in effect has been closed for a year. Uh, I went to Disneyland here in Anaheim right before the lockdowns. I went to the new Star Wars land. It actually completely sucked, which is totally consistent with everything that Disney has put out pretty much uh, in the last two years or so and everything that they've done with Star Wars. That's a little bit of a sidebar. Uh, but telling a giant amusement park, you can open at 15% capacity. This is one of those things where, putting aside COVID for a second, Disney is a business. They have a theme park to make money. And now you're saying to them, uh, we've got to keep 85% of the people away. And you've got to figure out a way to make that work. And does that seem right? Does that, is, where's the science? Can I, can I get the science on uh, how it wasn't 10%? It wasn't 20%, it was 15%. Yeah, there is no science. But uh, let's get a quote directly from CBS Los Angeles. The California Attractions and Parks Association, CAPA, a trade group which represents theme parks statewide, is backing a plan that would tamp down on shouting on rides, such as roller coasters, in an effort to help prevent the spread of coronavirus. California's reopening guidelines call for businesses to limit activities that can spread the virus such as singing and shouting. This is absolutely, completely, totally bananas. Uh, most roller coasters are outdoors. Yes, some you're gonna go through a tunnel. I suppose there are a couple that are completely indoors, but most of them are outdoors. But putting that aside, how are you possibly going to enforce this? You're going to put young, excited, happy people, and I know that's the scariest thing, uh, for people is that there are still young, excited, happy people out there, right? We've got to crush everyone's dreams and joy and all that kind of stuff. But people go to amusement parks and go to roller coasters to scream. They go to laugh. They go to have fun with friends. Sometimes they lift their arms. It's really nuts. How are you going to enforce this? Are you going to start kicking people out of the park if they scream? Are you going to tell people as they're going to, if you scream, you're in a lot of trouble. Are you going to wrap their heads in plastic bags? Like, not, so 15%, we're gonna barely win anyone at the parks and no no screaming, no talk, and singing. Well, certainly we're not gonna have any singing. So what are we gonna do? Are we, are we not gonna, are you not gonna be able to go to the opera anymore? What about the fat lady? Does anyone care about, well, she probably died of COVID because obesity is one of the top, oh, you like that one? Uh, because obesity is one of the top comorbidities. But like the fat lady, you know, she's supposed to sing, now she can't sing and she's dead, okay? You see my point, people. It's just like these people that wanna regulate every little thing, literally wanna regulate, not whether you can just go to the park or not, but whether you can shout there or not. And what will count as a shout? It's all so fucking stupid. All right, let's talk about Nat Gavin Newsom. That's how we're wrapping up today because it really is a great day because the people, it doesn't even matter what happens. And look, if, if Gavin Newsom, if they recall him, which now, you know, there's every reason to think it's gonna happen. They're gonna try to pull every trick. And as I've been talking about, California is obviously a one party state. So, you know, they're gonna do everything they can to try to disqualify as many signatures as possible and all that kind of stuff. But over 2 million people in, in the state have signed the recall. So that's over 500,000 more than they needed to trigger the recall. And look, maybe the recall happens and, and the, the fried brains of the Californians actually put this guy back in. That's possible, but at least we did a little something here. And if I had a tiny, tiny, tiny something to do with it, then that's pretty freaking sweet. Uh, well, first off, let's start with a, a quote uh, because Newsom was speaking to reporters at an Almeda 
County Elementary School. And you're not gonna believe it, guys. Yeah, he's blaming the racists. His quote, look at the petition, look at the actual reasons they themselves listed. It has to do with immigration, the browning of California. So in essence, of course, what he's saying is that the people of California that have signed the recall, they're racists because they're concerned about immigration. Now, the irony is, and I met quite literally, this is not exaggeration, I met hundreds of people that signed the recalls. The video that I've showed you guys a couple times where I did my hangout, we had about 100 people there, everyone there had already signed it. I never, never once, not one time, heard anyone say anything about immigration related to the recall. Now, I have no doubt that there's plenty of good, decent people in California, particularly perhaps on border towns that might be concerned about immigration. That doesn't necessarily mean they're racists, by the way. You know, you're allowed to believe that a country can have borders. You're allowed to believe that a country can be a nation of laws. That doesn't automatically make you a racist. I know that's tough for Democrats to swallow, but it really is the truth. But I never heard anyone talk about immigration. You know what I heard people talk about? I wanna go back to work. I'd like to send my kid to school. Uh, I'd like all the businesses in my neighborhood not to be closed. I wish that there wasn't as much drug use on the streets. Uh, the homeless situation in LA is completely bananas. The, the underpass by the highway near my house, they have built, not, they're built, basically building forts at this point where they have extensions and extra, I, I'm pretty sure one guy's running an office. Out of, out of his tent at this point. There's tents going up everywhere. That's why people want you out, Newsom. On top of the fact that you're a complete hypocrite and you know you went to French Laundry and all that stuff and the fact that you just don't care about the people that you are supposed to govern. You, it's just obviously you don't care. There was no science behind any of this. And again, if for anyone watching this, if you think there was science behind the recalls, uh, well, there just wasn't because Florida stayed open the entire time. I was there two weeks ago having margaritas with a 90-year-old woman at a Mexican joint, and she was just fine. Uh, but Florida did not do the, the lockdowns, and their numbers are better than California. And they have an older population and all of that stuff. You guys get it. Uh, but let's throw you a, a wonderful clip from my favorite morning chat show, The View. I love those harping shriekers. Uh, this is uh, Gavin Newsom talking to Joy Behar about the recall. That your pandemic policies shuttered businesses and schools are both true? Well, the chief proponent of this, and, 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 and forgive me, this is just objective truth. The chief proponent of this recall petition uh, supports uh, putting microchips into migrants. Uh, the other proponents, the chief, the top 10 proponents, the people that are behind this are members of the three percenters, the right wing militia group, the Proud Boys supported the insurrection, uh, are folks that quite literally enthusiastically support QAnon uh, conspiracies. It just takes uh, one quarter of people that supported Donald Trump to put a petition uh, on the ballot or rather a recall. Am I worried about it? Of course I'm worried about it. And so, you know, we're, we're taking it seriously. I God, I really dislike that guy. What a disingenuous prick he is. So first off, Joy's question was, is it true that your policies have anything to do with shuttered businesses and schools? Now, he doesn't answer that question. And the answer is yes, it is 100% his policies of we are shutting down restaurants. You still cannot go to indoor dining here in California. And he has decimated, absolutely decimated the economy, increased homelessness and all of that stuff. But he doesn't address that. What does he do? Uh, he talks about the chief proponents of this recall. 
I, don't, I have literally no idea who the chief proponents are, meaning who originally put together the idea of the recall. Um, but he basically sounds like a blue and on conspiracy theorist there, right? Who's to blame for this? It's Q. It's Q and the 3% group. I've literally never heard of that group. And then of course he blames the Proud Boys. Like it's just, we've been through this game, man. We know you're a fraud. We know you just make up nonsense. We know that the people of California have nothing, it has nothing to do with far right groups or any of that stuff. It's people who just wanna live their lives. But the meme, the meme that this is all coming from far right groups is out. And, and by the way, he also says something that's, that's pretty strange there. He says, it would only take in essence a quarter of the people who voted for Donald Trump to trigger a recall. Well, whether that's true or not, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but okay, those are still citizens. Those people who voted for Donald Trump in California, do you know that they're still citizens, that you're the governor of the state that they're in? So they are entitled to say what they want, you hair shellac moron. Uh, but this idea that it's all right-wingers that have done this and far-right scary people, it's not just Gavin Newsom saying this. I played this, I, or I showed you this, this Bernie tweet the other day. Which one are we gonna do first? Let's, can we do the Bernie tweet first? I wanna get my Bernie impression ready. Let's do Bernie first. Bernie first. Right-wing Republicans in California are trying to recall Gavin Newsom for the crime of telling people to wear masks and for listening to scientists during COVID. Extremist Republicans have done enough to undermine democracy already. We must all unite to oppose the recall in California. All right, again, Bernie, there's no science there. There's just no science. They're extremist Republicans, right-wingers. It's just like, sorry, buddy, this doesn't work anymore. But then Elizabeth Warren, she got the memo too. In a naked, I don't do an Elizabeth Warren, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren impression. Uh, in a naked partisan power grab, extreme right-wing Republicans are trying to recall Gavin Newsom. Why? Because he dares listen to scientists and fights to put power in the hands of working people. Let's have Gavin's back. Okay, no science. And how does Gavin Newsom, who is obsessed with governmental power, how does he put the power back in the hands of the people? No, 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 he does not. And then of course, Newsom himself. I won't be distracted by this partisan Republican recall, but I will fight it. There's too much at stake getting Californians vaccinated, our economy safely reopened, and our kids back in school are simply too important to risk. Hey, douchebag, you're the one who closed the economy. You're the one who closed the schools, okay? Mirror, you have a mirror? Look at it, you'll figure out some shit. <sighs> I enjoyed today's show, I hope you did too. Part two of my interview with David Sachs, former COO of PayPal, uh, and sort of tech magnate who really just kind of gets what's going on here at a, at a tech level, at a political level. Part two is up right now on the YouTube and the full episode, of course, is already up ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, I just taped an interview with Rand Paul. It's a mini interview, about 20 minutes, where we just plow through all the topics of the day. And uh, you know, he's on my very, very, very short list of sane politicians. So it's always good to talk to Senator Paul. And then on Friday, we're gonna do uh, another panel show. It's, we do a panel show on Friday and we're gonna do it on this week. Uh, and we've got Lauren Chen and Richard McGinnis from Daily Caller and we're gonna work on that third panelist. And as always, you can communicate with me directly. I respond to people every day, probably, I, probably about 20 comments a day 
at rubenreport.locals.com. You can download the Locals app in the uh, iTunes app store uh, or on Google Play if you've got an Android device. That's all for me. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.